Welcome back to You Haven't Seen What, the show where I have not seen most things, and we try to fix that. Joining me today is my friend. Ioana, hello. Hi, Ioana. Hi, Paul, who hasn't seen anything. practically anything. Yeah. I've seen most nothing. Today, you got me to watch a movie. I did get you to watch a movie that, honestly, for somebody who lived through the 90s, I have no idea how you managed to dodge it, but okay. Welcome to Hocus Locusts, the story of a swarm of locusts who are trying desperately to find more grain. That's a movie from my nightmares. Thanks. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Welcome to Hocus Pocus, a 1993 film. It is 1993, yeah. Ju- I forgot. July, hilarious. They, sh- they, they actually, it came out in the summer. July. Came out in the, so you had a Halloween film. When should we release it? Middle of summer. And it was a flop when it came out. I think it might still be a flop. <gasps> I think it might still be a flop, Joanna. It's not because they re-released it in 2020 and it was a box office hit. So there you go. The box office has no idea what it likes. <laughs> so uh, we're going to change up the formula a little bit today. Uh, we're not going to do our regular scene by scene. We're going to first start with a brief summary. 300 years ago, there were some witches who wanted eternal youth. So they sucked the young from the children of Salem and were killed for their crimes. But not quite all the way, as it turns out, because cut to 1993 and a rad 90s teen, his eight-year-old sister and a girl he met at school yesterday accidentally summoned the witches to present day, by which I mean 1993, where they resume their witch business. Their witchness. Their... Elements of the modern world which confuse and terrify them, and hijinks ensue. But by the power of friendship, an appropriately chaste, safe-for-America romance subplot, and the guidance of a magical talking cat, these two teens and an eight-year-old manage to defeat the witches and bring balance to the force, I guess. Did you forget about the cat? I said there was a cat. Oh, you mentioned There's a magical talking cat. I was going to offer my uh, one-line summary of the film, Uh which is... uh... Teen almost brings genocide to the general populace at an attempt to get to first base. Is, does he do that? Kind of. He tries to do that? He brings back um, three people who want to kill all the children of Salem, which could be considered a, you know. So going back just a second here, uh, we start off in the past, 300 years ago. In the town of Salem, Massachusetts, during, I guess, the witch trials. Turns out that the witch trials were correct. They were right to chase the witches because there were, in fact, witches. And the spinster specifically. I loved that bit where they mentioned, we're just three spinsters because those were the targets of witch hunters anyway. Um, Yeah, nice little flavor there. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it's... uh... It's just a guy watches his little sister willingly visit the kindly old women who live outside of town, and he immediately believes that she's in mortal danger, and turns out he's not wrong. Uh, Though, the little girl seems to be very chill about this whole ordeal, because every time we cut to her face, she's just sitting there going like, you know, I'm just happy to be on screen. I wasn't thinking of that bit of the film when I gave uh, my summary, because... Uh, I think we we both agree on the fact that that introduction could have been completely skipped. There's no need for it to be here. 
and we could start the film in one day with the aforementioned teen. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah. But since it's here, we do have to discuss it because it we turns do. out they are in fact witches and not the friendly, nice Terry Pratchett kind who just want to be left alone. Thank you very much. They want to suck the youth out of the young girls and the nearby town so as to use them themselves, which totally does work because we watch them uh, suck a young girl. That came out wrong. <laughs> we watch them suck the youth out of a... You want to help? I mean, it's... You... I can't help you. They, they feed a young girl some mystery liquid and then suck the youth out of her. I don't... It, I don't know another way to say this. Um, they trick a young girl into getting to their house and have her sit in a chair and they, yeah, there's no way to save it. There's no way to save this. No. Uh, the sisters seem to be performing some kind of ritual, which they keep in their book of spells. The book, of course, is made of still living flesh with a terrifying eyeball that has like a cool mechanism in it. And st- I- I'm putting this in my D&D campaign, spell book made of still living Isn't flesh. Isn't it great? I love it. Uh, their plan seems to be to suck all the girls in Salem, phrasing, uh, thereby granting them functionally infinite youth. Uh, The witch's powers are, in order of appearance, super-smelling smell powers, uh, electricity powers, and ditzy forgetfulness. Yes. Courtesy of Sarah Michelle Gellar? I think... Wait, no, it's the other Sarah. Who's the (laughs) one? Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Michelle Gellar, no? No, there's too too many Sarahs. Yeah. Um, Yes, uh, you forgot. I think they also have uh, bard's powers? Singing they keep, magic? They keep failing so many persuasion checks, though. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they don't. They persuaded the child. Mm, charm spell? Could be. Could be bard powers. Yeah. They seem to get to do a lot of music. Or they just maybe like singing. Maybe they just like singing. We are made to assume that they actually manipulate people with the singing. So it's... That feels very, like, D&D bard-like, doesn't it? Exactly. The opening uh, framing mechanism telling us that the witches in question are, in fact, real and dangerous kind of undercuts the drama slightly, if I'm honest, because we could have had, like, the the teens starting off in the movie and, like, you don't believe in Halloween, do you? And that whole thing. We could have started there and then... The skeptical dude just lights a candle and suddenly there are actual witches and he's going, well, that was unexpected, but we expect it because we were told earlier, no, this is what's going to happen, though. <laughs> um, I think it's a combination of, you know, the f- film wanting to start in the, in the, you know, old times and want to push in that thou actions shall be punished. Some American read the word thine once and was like, hey, I'm going to use that, though. Yes. Uh, I I honestly, kudos to the actors for pulling some of these lines um, and making them sound real. They were doing their best with uh, not very much. (laughs) So, yes, I think that introduction was a a mixture of, oh, that would be fun to shoot. And this film should be over an hour and a half long. And... Yeah. 
It should be exactly 90 minutes long. And we are going to traumatize you by having your little girl have the life sucked out of her at the beginning of a film targeted at children. Mm-hmm. Have fun. As the witches leaf through their spellbook seeking an appropriate punishment for the young man who tries and fails to rescue his sister, they decide to curse him to eternal life. As a cat. Remind me again what the... Okay, so the way they phrase it is, we'll, we'll sentence him to eternal life. Oh, what should we turn him into? I love it. And so the implication is that they could turn him into anything or just leave him as he is and just give him eternal life. What are they trying to do again? What is their sort of aim, their strategic... The, what do the witches want again? I think they wanted to get rid of him. I think they wanted eternal youth. I think they wanted immortality, <laughs> and here they are just giving it away like candy. Yes, but they would be cats. Not would necessarily, because be there's a whole line in there. It's a little bit quick, but they do say, "I will." Uh, you're going to be living forever. Ooh, what should we turn him into? We I should think, turn him into something. I think they both. As well. <laughs> oh, as well. Oh, sorry, I, got, I, thought, I got as well from I, that, I but they don't a, say it. I thought it was a prerequisite to the spell that you will live eternally, but you won't be human. But they're only concerned with being pretty, though. Name me a prettier thing than a cat. Um, I could, but I won't. <laughs> We're both thinking it. Yabos. <laughs> Yabos would be a thing. I hadn't gone there, but yes. <laughs> Cats don't have very many. Well, they have too many, and they're not big enough. Yeah, I hadn't. I, I, I hadn't gone there, but yes. We'll we'll get to that. We will get to that. It's the night. It's the nineties for now, so we'll get to that. But no, they just seem to have a spell for immortality, and they didn't think to use it on themselves, or like I guess they can't. Whatever. Magic. Who knows? Why not? Why do even rules exist? I will say that it's part of the characterization of being evil. Like, yes, we could just turn ourselves immortal. What's the fun in that? No, but we want to kill children. We want to suck young girls and kill children. (laughs) That's what we wanted. You want to help? You step right into that. <sighs> knock, knock. Who was there? Angry mob. Angry mob who? No, seriously, what have you done with my son? What son? About yay high, came in running after his sister. Also, nobody mentions the sister who now has, like, gray hair. they just like, what are you doing with my son? Sexism is not a new thing. No, she's fine. That's not, that's fine. She can be old. I love that the witches, the first thing they did was try to hide the dead child. Um, it's not even clear she's dead. She's just whatever, old. She got know, gray hair now. She, the, the, the child that had the, the life drain out of it, whatever. The child so who's they, now 80 somehow. They tried to hide the evidence of killing a little girl and the mob outside is like, where is the boy? Where's the boy? And they're, and like, they're all what? like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, we'll ju- <laughs> we won't bother hiding her then. Never mind. We have, what boy? There isn't any boys here. Just a cat. Yeah, but they seem uh, the the witches seem pretty nonplussed about this whole being hanged situation. Probably because they're actually immortal and know that they're going to be summoned back later, possibly Ooh. by some kind of rad '90s teen. I just realized that the witches were already immortal. They were just not forever young. So we don't know. The spell that they did on the boy oh, could that be the be same it. spell that they... Do you know what an old cat looks like? I guess, like, I know people who've been, like, 90 and plus 90. You get a little crumbly around then. Yeah, but... So if you have to get to 300... If, if, you're, if you're a cat who's 90, 
How? Can oh, you... how much arthritis have you got? Yeah. Cut to several hundred years later where we meet our protagonist, a rad 90s teen who does not believe in Halloween. And in case you cannot spot him in the classroom, he's the guy in the tie-dye. Oh, yeah, he's the rad uh, California tie-dye laid-back dude, is what his teacher says, encouraging the whole class to bully this poor kid. I can't believe it was already a joke. It was 1993. I had to pause the movie to make fun of the kid in the tie-dye, and so did the movie. What gets me is it's like, even in the 90s, that was like, hey, someone have a conversation with the teacher, please. Also, (laughs) she's like introducing the story of like local history to a high school class as if they've never heard it before and they are eating it up. They love this performance. Later on we hear the 8-year-old, the the sister, she also heard it. So like, do they do this every year? Probably. You know that they And do. not one 15-year-old is smarmy enough to say, "Yeah, we know. Come on now." Yeah, we we I we've been doing this for 10 years. Well, they spent that year making fun of the California tie-dye guy. That's true. That was very distracting. <laughs> yeah, this town is super into Halloween and they look down on him because he is from California. Did you there was so much 90s slang? Oh boy. I remember the 90s. I also I not not from the side of lingo because of Greek. Um, but I do hear it now, and it was funny. Greek youths were not saying radical, dude. No. Not one? Not one Greek was saying radical, dude. No. Were there, however, actual radical dudes in Greece at the time? Because I assume there were some radical dudes. There were some radical dudes. Possibly even a dudette here and there. I think they were literally radical, though. Yeah, that's fair. See, uh... Max here, that's his name, Max, uh, he's in a new town and trying to make friends, especially the super hot girl who he slips his number to. Later, she sort of smiles coyly at him and hands him a piece of paper going, uh-huh, call me later, okay? And he opens it up, and it is... His own number. Either that is a sick burn... It is a sick burn. Or she handed him the wrong piece of paper and got home later and went, well, shit. I know that that's, that's going to be awkward on I Monday. I know that that's what you hope for, but for the stunt he pulled doing that in the middle of class when you're 16, he's lucky all he got was his own number back. Dude. <laughs> that was horrible. The balls on this guy. True, true. He just got made fun of and chewed out by the whole class, and his first reaction is, hey, you're cute. You want to go out sometime? This is how we talk in California. <laughs> Oh, hey, it's the town bullies. Oh, yes. They spend their time hanging out in the graveyard being appropriately unthreatening. And dumb dumb and dumber, basically. Yeah, this is, um, what's his face? And one of them is called Ice. Oh, that's stuck. You, we learn. You couldn't, that's the one name that would stick. Yeah. From the entire film. We know this because he uh, shaved the word Ice into the back of his head. I don't even remember the original name. Or his friend's name. Uh, because neither of them is terribly important and they're mentioned once. Yeah, but not, was ice important to know? No, but it's... No, but it was appropriately I for, ridiculous. Forever, I will forever know this now. You know, I, I've heard Mel Brooks talk about portraying actual evil people, in his case, Nazis. Yeah. 
And he says you, you can't make them big and threatening presents because authoritarians actually like the big threateningness. What you do is you mm-hmm. make them like mm-hmm. completely ridiculous. You make them pathetic and you make them camp as all hell. I agree. Yeah, that's good. You make them the exact opposite of what people like about that whole thing. And that's what they're known for now. I agree with that assessment. However, these were not the main villains of the film. These are not the main villains of the film, but they are appropriately, like, bullied. Yeah, and having said that, the film did set up its villains really well. Also true. Campily. All I mean is I like this treatment of high school bullies as being pathetic losers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who hang out in graveyards waiting to steal someone's cross trainers, which I have written in my notes in uh, SpongeBob font. What even is that? So cross trainers is a British way of talking about like when they say my trainers, meaning like sports shoes, running shoes, yeah. whatever have you. That That's short for cross trainers. No, no, no. That's not what I meant. What I meant was, why did they steal his shoes? Oh, so because Nike paid for a product placement. Oh, okay. Fair. And like they called it cross. Nobody in North America has ever called a shoe a cross trainer. Not once. Okay. Outside of the marketing department of popular trainer company. <laughs> Right. (laughs) Nobody has ever called, they're called sneakers. They're called running shoes. They're called sport shoes, basketball shoes, whatever. They're called all kinds of things, but they are never called trainers. I can't can't believe anybody, nobody caught that because I work in advertising and we run copy by so many people and people will say, oh, but that's not really British slang, is it? What do you want to bet? What do you want to bet? Some, they did in fact have a nice sneakers loser. And then Nike saw it and were like, no, 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 no. That's not what our shoe is called. It is a cross trainer. Get it right. That What are we paying you for? Oh, shoot. Would they be? Uh, they would. Uh, it's Disney making a deal. Yeah. They no, would. No, no, no. My, my thought was sort of, would the marketing people from Nike push for that? And the answer is, yes, they would. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, also, subtle an argument, uh, she of the Greekness. Yeah. Nike or Nike? Uh, Nike. Nike. Mm-hmm. Everyone got it wrong. <laughs> Everyone's wrong. I, I I fear if I ask somebody for Nike shoes, however, they are going to be confused. They are. So, pro tip to any '90s rad teens who might be listening: uh, if somebody steals your shoes, tell your parents. Because Max decides not to do that, because of course he doesn't, because he's upset that his family moved. His mother notices, and she's like, why is he not wearing any shoes? And his dad is like... Uh, protest? I don't know. <laughs> Which is such a ridiculous thing. <laughs> his dad's such an airhead, but he mean, we see later, like, positive dad. Yeah, yeah. We, we stand dad. He's as good much people. as possible, because the parents in this film are all... Eh. I disagree, but okay, let's keep going. Uh, the first appearance of his little sister is as she bursts out of his closet as he's voicing feelings for Allison. This is a uh, girl from earlier out loud to himself, you know, as you do, <laughs> Yes. you know, uh, every day, Joanna, I, I get home and I lie in bed and loudly proclaim my love of people I've met yesterday. Exactly. Oh, everybody does that. Yeah. Just like as loud as I can possibly do it to make sure the mics pick it up. <laughs> Poor kid. You see, he has to take his little sister trick-or-treating, which he does not want to do. Which I don't really get. It's not like he had any friends to go out with. 
I think it's like, having been a guy who moved at like age 10 to a whole new country, there's just a certain amount of like, I want to stay put for a while. Please just let me process this. So it might be that if we're feeling charitable to him. Okay, fair Because he's just a teen reacting to a whole new situation that he's not in control of. Fair That'll enough. make anyone reluctant to do stuff. Also, he just had his shoes stolen. Yeah, that was horrible. So, like, I don't know that I want to necessarily go out after that. I feel like I want to stay home for a day or two and be like, okay, I'm going to take a day off, have some tea, maybe tell my parents that someone stole my shit. Well, he didn't do any of that, so it might have been a good thing that he went out trick-or-treating in the end. True. So, um, here, here's a... I, mm, am I right in thinking there's slight weirdness about how they've directed the child actor? Oh, the over-sexualization Danny? of the eight-year-old? It's yes. not just me then. Okay, good. No. Because I was picking up on it and going, am I the problem? Oh, God. Oh, my God, no. The makeup, the, move, the, the, the movement, the, you know, the... She drapes vocals, her just... arms about her brother's neck, stares into his eyes and goes... Are you sure you don't want to come with me? We should, you, we used to have so much fun together. Remember the old times? This is an eight-year-old speaking. Who gave her those lines? Who directed her to drape herself around? Like, I don't understand. You want to help? I can't. It was horrifying. It's horrifying. I'm horrified. Thank you for also being horrified. I was like, somebody give me a blanket and a cup of cocoa. <laughs> this, this child is eight. Yeah. It was bad. I will say, though, um, if you cannot have candy for Halloween, having that child's caretaker as a costume designer would be a great deal. Like, her, which costume was on point? Oh, absolutely. She's very good. And it, what I like about the costume, at least, is the costume is not over-sexual. It just looks like exactly. a mother threw together some stuff from exactly. the charity shop and went the, like, look, which costume? See, you I got the like, pointy hat. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn my, I'm going to close off the part of my brain that sees how wrong this is because I have to finish watching this film and not, and not just turn it off. Um, and I'm going to focus instead on how quirky and fun the kid's costume is. Also, the kid did a very good job. Yeah. Yeah. The actor, I don't think, was eight. She looks like 12 or 13 to me. I don't think she was 13. I think she was either like 10 or 11. Might be. 11. I'm bad at this. 12. Could Not be. 13 for sure. Not 13. Not just 10, 10, 10 Older to than 12. eight. 10 to 12, yeah. Older than eight. Agreed? Older than eight for sure. Yeah. For sure. So uh, I have uh, written in my notes bonus points for actually supportive father in media because like his son comes down, he says, oh, what are you dressed up as? And like, what What does he say? Oh, it, God, I can't remember. Me neither. I don't have that noted down because it wasn't important. <laughs> it was just dismissive answer like, I'm a surly teen or something like that. And his dad goes, oh, well, then your hat should be sideways and like helps him with his costume in a rather like earnest. I don't, there's not a, it's so sincere. How do you be bad at this? Yeah, it was very cute. Which has got to be even worse for a teenager because yeah. how do you Dis deal with sincerity? Disarming. Just, I cannot deal with you, dude. They go out trick-or-treating, and uh, Max just does not want to be here, and he says so loudly to his poor little sister, who's like, no, I still need to get, oh, come on, I only have a half a bag of candy, we're keeping on going. But oh, look, it's the bullies again, and they're smashing pumpkins, like that band, whose name I forget. And I can't believe 
in a town that's so into Halloween and so many adults went through the trouble of doing so many decorations and carving pumpkins and putting up costumes and all that kind of stuff and nobody thought to stop the weird bully who is breaking up everything. So first thought is there's having been to a lot of trick-or-treating as a kid like i had the canadian trick-or-treating experience Mm -hmm. which might not be salem massachusetts granted they might have their own thing (laughs) but there was like always some adults around yeah exactly they'd either like make sure that kids were safe or they would be taking the little kids trick-or-treating or like escorting a crowd of them or just like being around and looking out the window at the trick-or-treaters If somebody is actually TPing your house, you tend to call someone or you tend to go out and say, hey, stop it. My point. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with you. I'm saying like culturally, even this doesn't make sense. I'm just saying that all the smashing pumpkin thing is legitimately like it was it's like a drive by almost. It's not. Yeah, we're going to we're a gang. We're going to crush your thing. It's it's never that. It's quickly get the bat, smash the pumpkin, run away. Yeah. Right. The TP thing is quickly, let's grab a couple of rolls, throw them over this tree and run off before they can see who it was. That TP job was amazing. Oh, the set designers had too much fun. I know. What do you want to bet they actually just like had fun TPing the house for fun? I exactly. I just I you could tell that whoever worked on set for that for that film had so much fun. Not just for the, t- obviously for the tipping part, but generally speaking, the setting up the cauldrons and mm. it's, we, the design was beautiful is what I'm saying. And we don't really see that anymore because it's green screens. Yay. I they think the visual effects, visual effects people are also working hard to make cool stuff, I will say. But yeah, there's something to no, a good let, art department. Let's be honest here. This story has, has already hit the the news so it, you know studios prefer visual effects because they're not yet unionized so they don't have to pay them their fair wages yeah art departments are expensive and for good reason and vfx people should be expensive for also good reasons exactly for very similar reasons so i will say so unionize guys <laughs> anyway union 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 <laughs> union we are a pro union podcast there you go Anyway, time to go to the giant rich people house, uh, where I guess they just open the door and let people come in and treat themselves to... Uh, that's what rich people do. <laughs> ...to product-placed candy. <laughs> you don't just... All right, look. You, you would... Ru- Here's the etiquette, guys. For people who... Okay, so... For people who are not from North America and don't know that, you knock at the door, somebody comes to the door, and you yell, Trick or treat! in unison with the 30 other kids out there dressed in all kinds of costumes and somebody comes out and says here's your candy and they bring out a big bowl of candy and either hand you a candy each or they hand out a bowl and you reach in and grab what you want it's a whole thing at no point do you run into the house and like grab stuff oh this is so different to my experience do you know what greeks used to do well they don't they don't really do it anymore but go to war with the nazis oh <laughs> Uh, when I was what, what the Greeks used to do is like a lot. <laughs> it's I, a lot of things. You've done a lot I'm of sorry. things, Joanna. I'm sorry, when you've it, been around for a while. So when it I don't comes, know if you've noticed. We, we had this conversation earlier. So Greeks don't have Halloween. Uh, we have something that is closer to like Mardi Gras, and it's in February. And in my hometown, we would dress up, and 
you wouldn't know which person was. You'd put on other masks or you'd use like makeup, whatever. And you go into houses of people you knew and you'd sit down, you wouldn't talk and they would have to figure out who you are. And if they did, they had to feed you. If they didn't, or, well, if they didn't, they had to feed you. If they did, they, you know. They would probably still feed you. They would still feed you because Greece, but. Yeah, I was going to say, you are still Greek. Yeah, but they didn't have to. So we would but dress. But they would. Yeah. Because, so, like, we're not barbarians. Yeah, here. so we would dress up. Someone is in your house. They're we'd eating. Go, we'd go to friends' houses and, you know, the mom would open the door and would sit down and she'd be like, oh, who might this be? Who might that be? And Yeah, but crucially, these yeah. are people you know. Yeah, yeah. This guy has been here for one week. I'm just pointing out a cultural difference. And it's a good cultural difference. <laughs> that sounds rad, too. Yeah. So, however, having said that, it was massively weird to see them just walk into somebody's house. It's also weird that they have that scene of like, whoa, this house is so cool. Oh, my God. Look at how big the house is. That feels very 90s. Current yeah. Current trend, it would be like, this house is too big. Who even lives here? Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, rich git. Come on now. <laughs> so the little sister, uh, it turns out this is Allison's house. Uh, and at this house, they dress up in the scariest possible Halloween costume. Old white Americans. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say that it was a bit freaky to watch them walk around in that. But oh well. They're all dressed in like... Civil War era period costume. So, like, legitimately, that's a terrifying... If you're some kind of people, that's a terrifying costume. <laughs> I find it horrifying as well, but my came, my my horror came from pop culture. Mostly. Also true. <laughs> uh, so, little sister Danny, that's her name, uh, says what we're all thinking. Allison has really nice yabos. I didn't even know that word before. It's not a word. They oh, made it up for the movie. Okay. <laughs> you see, Max likes the yabos. Danny is jealous because she knows she does not have her yabos yet. And you know, as an eight-year-old girl, yeah, that's she's what like, you spend your time thinking on. Of course, you're like, man, the day I get my yabos, I'm gonna wear, I'm gonna wear so many cool dresses. Oh God! I mean, let's be clear. No one's arguing. We all like yabos. Yeah, we do. But come yabos on. are great. Come on. This is a pro-Yabo podcast. Yeah, but this is an eight-year-old child. The eight-year-old child can feel however she wants about Yabos. But having known eight-year-olds, the usual sentiment for anything like that is, Ew, gross, I don't want those. There and then go. they run off and like play in the mud or something. Yeah. And then you have to hose them off later. Bring in the frogs. Yeah, bring in the frogs. That little girl should have a pocket full of frogs, rocks, and random, like, bits of garbage she found, but it was shiny, so it looked cool. And she should have crow friends. How did they not have the little girl have crow friends in a Halloween movie about witches? Or, frankly, any movie. Yeah. Are we both... I, I hope we're both on Befriend, uh, Befriend Raven's Befriend TikTok. Befriend Crows? Yes, 100%. Because there's, like, a non-zero number of people who make it their mission to befriend every crow. It's a good thing that they do. Also, cultural note, when they say, hey, do you want some cider? That might have seemed weird to you. It didn't, really. Because cider outside of North America means clearly an alcoholic beverage. Um, no, I... I you might know we, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but for I, the I sake randomly, of the listeners. Yeah, I randomly knew that, but yes. For random, okay, so in, in North America, when we say apple cider... 
It is a cloudy apple juice. Yeah. It is non-alcoholic by definition. So when – so I, I, I've seen sort of uh, the confusion this causes because when I first moved here, it was the autumn. I was 11. And I said, could I have some apple cider, please? And people looked at me weird. And I was like, what? <laughs> I do, but it's the apple juice that you drink in October. Like the fresh stuff. That's yeah. really nice. I like that. Didn't understand. Didn't know. They all decide to go to the old Sanderson house together because at the old Sanderson house, uh, they, I, Max decides to... We already to, established why. Did we? <laughs> You're right. How foolish of me. Clearly they have a purpose. And that purpose is... Come on. He's a uh, teenage boy who tried to give the girl his number. Didn't work. And he's trying again. Hey, gang, let's go to the old Sanderson place. We should split up and look for clues. <laughs> At the old Sanderson were they house. Still, were they still having the debate from class on whether or not... Uh, oh, the, Max. The Halloween like, is real. No, Halloween is not real. I Make a believer out of me, Allison. Oh. Let's go there and you will make a... Mm. The moment where he said, um, oh, Halloween is something made up by the candy company. I said, I thought to myself... You are so American. It's, it's a conspiracy. <laughs> Every uh, go to one is always no. It's a conspiracy, right? <laughs> At the Sanderson house, Max decides to use a conveniently product placed lighter to light the black candle, which uh, otherwise known as uh, vandalizing historical artifacts. True. If they had, if you went to the British Museum and they had a candle and were like, "This is from 1605 or something," this is a very timely question. There was a vandal, there was a vandalism at the National Gallery yesterday. Sorry. Oh, the Van Gogh people. Yeah. Yeah. That was not fun. I don't even know that it's. Uh, what are uh, anyway? Yeah, I have. Sorry, digressing. But having said that, no. If you vandalize, you you're not going to have a good time. Uh, so he decides to light this random candle, which uh, summons forth to witch demons. This movie absolutely could have started right here. Um, I think we could we, have started. We we could have taken some time establishing the characters at the sure. School. Or we could have had like a thirty second Scooby Doo style. They're in the van on the way to the old Sanderson house where they hear there's some witches. Oh, I don't know about this whole witch thing. Oh, no, don't you think witches are real? When are we going trick-or-treating? And then you're done. Yeah, probably. But then you wouldn't have hit your 90-minute runtime without, you know, creativity. Yeah, exactly. And they, they couldn't afford creativity. And to be fair, the intro was fun. It was fun. I'm not arguing that. It's just like... I, I got to this point, and I'm like, so none of that meant anything. Another random fun fact, the film couldn't have actually taken place um, in Halloween 1993, because Halloween 1993 was on a Sunday, so they wouldn't be at school. God, we're such nerds. <laughs> you just now realized that? <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit of a revelation for me. I was spending all last night on Final Fantasy fourteen, and it didn't occur to me. But now you've said that. <laughs> Sorry. 
just love my fun facts, film yeah. facts. So you see, here's the thing. This is funny, uh, and it's made a joke because Max is a virgin. Oh God. He's he's sixteen, I think, or fifteen, six, something like that. There's yeah. Virgin jokes for those who were not into nineties. Uh, we're kind of a staple of 90s comedies for some reason. I think Seinfeld once made a virgin joke and everyone else made so many virgin jokes. But crucially, Seinfeld was 28 when he was making those jokes. And, you know, that that's sort of the age range. If you're 28 to 40 to 50, like, okay, you can make virgin jokes about yourself. But when you're 15. But when you're 15, that's an absolutely normal and okay thing to be. I mean, it's a normal and okay thing to be at any age. Also but, true. Didn't but, mean that, but you know but what I, know, I mean. I know, to s- I know, I know what you meant. I'm just like it is perfectly uh, developmentally appropriate for you to be a virgin at 15. In fact, that's expected. If you're not a virgin at 15, somebody is going to look into it to make sure you're not the victim of something. Yeah, this film is not doing well with 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 this side of things. You think? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> And it's only, it's not even, we do not, this is like 20 minutes into the film. I think the 90s had a problem with this. They I'm did. starting to think this is not just oh, movies. absolutely. So anyway, the witches are here and the smelly one smells children with her smell powers. <laughs> they were so much fun doing their bit with that. You, you could tell that they were having fun. If you look very carefully at the art department's work, you can still see Bette Midler's teeth marks <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> it's a bit of a detail, but they're there. Uh, Danny tries her best to persuade the witches that she's the one who summoned them like on purpose and everything's cool. Like, oh yeah, cool. I summoned you. Anyway, later, later dudes. She did such a good bit of a modern kid. Oh, she did. Having the sort of confidence and yeah. Cool. I did summon you. I'm out though. Cool. Later guys. (laughs) Same time next week. Killer. Also turns out the smell powers work on children, but not as it turns out rad nineties teens, probably because they're too rad. God. I, it's the tie-dye. Lightning powers, on the other hand. They do a good job with teens. They do a good job with tie-dye. Yeah. Fortunately, Allison saves the day with broom and frying pan powers. Oh, the frying pan. God, that hurts so bad. I wish it was. I wish the frying pan story of being used in film as a weapon was established there. But I'm sure there's something else. There's early examples of that. I feel like it's a pretty obvious weapon. Frying pan? It's a big old heavy cast iron thing. You, you hit someone in the head with that thing? <laughs> yeah, it's going to hurt. She, she could have picked up anything. She could have picked up a chair, but... True. Also, why would witches have frying pans lying around? For, for cooking? They use cauldrons. You're right. They've never fried anything. I don't think so. Witches not known for fry cooking. <laughs> they don't like fried eggs. They like boiled eggs. There you go. Hey, they played with every other uh, stereotype. They should stick to that one as well. Including the cat who helps. Including the cat. The magical cat. Yeah. Fun fact about sprinkler systems, by the way, which uh, they use for dramatic effect. The water in those systems don't circulate. And it stays in there, stagnant, for years. Oh, disgusting. Decades. No. So... I have been around in a building that had the sprinklers go off once. 
that's I was washing the stink out of my clothes for a week. Oh god, that's a fact I did not need to know. Burning rain of death, weirdly appropriate. Weirdly appropriate. Also, the cat can talk. The witches are confused by asphalt, and also cars are terrifying. I bet they are. Not just if you don't know what they are, just kind of in general. I agree with them. It's a two-ton projectile. (laughs) Turns out the cat is Thackeray. Remember Thackeray from the before story, the 300-year-ago man? Uh, Yeah, he's a cat now, and uh, what with the witches, and he delivers some exposition for a bit. I feel like Thackeray should have an apple orchard and make cider. But which kind as, of cider? As a name, just... Thackeray Cider? Thackeray Cider. Thackeray's a good name for cider. I'm going to call my cider Thackeray from now on. <laughs> Will it have a magical cat as a logo? Get me a pint of Thackeray, I'll say. There you go. Uh, he does not want them to read the spell book, but he does want them to take it because it contains dangerous spells. By the way, this is the second time the cat attacks, I think. He tried again with a candle before. Didn't didn't it didn't quite work. Oh well, yeah, I guess he did. That didn't work very well. You're right. I mean, he's a cat. He is a cat. Either he tried to attack, or he is just a cat, and he knocked something over just because. Even if he did attack, he's a cat. True. He used the help action. <laughs> but yeah, there's this spell book with the one creepy eye, still living flesh. Creepy as hell. I want it. I kind of want one. I do too. Art department did a real good job. But it contains dangerous spells, you see. So I would love, like, the monster manual to look like that. Oh, an actual monster manual? Yes. Like, the manual doesn't contain information about monsters. It just is itself a monster. No, it's a monster manual that's also a monster. I mean, that's two things. Yes. (laughs) it's a monster that's a manual that's also a monster a monster manual a monster manual monster manual you're right called a manual (laughs) emmanuel the monster manual you're right that's it we got there so uh yeah why would we want to learn about our enemies capabilities by like reading their spell book good strategizing there cat (laughs) Turns out, sacred ground, like this graveyard here, prevents the witches from standing on the ground. I loved the way... But not flying over the ground. I loved the way around the found with that. Just loved it. As a, I guess, nerd, uh, as we've discovered just now, um, I approve. I approve of the... Oh, yeah, well, turns out, actually... It was glorious. the glasses up the nose. Yeah, and they looked so proud of themselves on those... Ha <laughs> we like, found a loophole. We got you. We got it. <laughs> uh, turns out it's, they, they can fly over it all they want and, like, run strafes and whatnot. And as they strafe the Scooby gang, they say, it's just a bunch of hocus pocus. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Roll credits. Yeah. That's the movie. <sighs> The witches spend some time being mutually supportive of each other and forming a calming circle ahead of what is likely to be a real stressful night of literally fighting for their lives. They have such a good, positive relationship with each other. They do. Because, like, it's... For all of the sort of grabbing each other by the ear and, like, basic Three Stooges stuff... Yeah. They also are, 
very there for each other. They are, and I love their they synchronized sort of prowling as well. It's very good. They locomote by prowling. Yeah, primarily that's what their that's what their species does. <laughs> I also like how confused they get by trick or treating. Like the smell lady who goes, oh, I yeah, can smell goes, children, I but can I smell can't children, see but I can't any. See them, or the the older sister who is also sort of the the leader slash caretaker, who sees the, the other sisters feeling uncomfortable. Goes, they're just hobgoblins. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah. And then Sarah there going, "What's a hobgoblin?" Probably she was hilarious. Is it just me or are Dit's characters like coded ADHD autism? Do you think she was? Maybe a little bit, because it was sort of the, or like the Hollywood version of ADHD, maybe. The really? sort of like, ooh, look, squirrel. What are we talking about again? Okay. I think she was, um, I think she was just a cartoon. Maybe she is just a cartoon character, because even her yeah. facial expressions were very, they were like. very cartoonish. The way that you animate a cartoon face yeah, lady. I, I think they just went for a cartoonish sort of villains, because it was a kid's film. I, I guess mean, that's it, right, it, yeah. It, could, it, could, it did get really creepy at some point, so they went for, like, cartoon-ish. Because there is the whole, I mean, the bus driver scene, now that I think about it. Oh, I don't even think I noted that. I think I tried to block that out. <laughs> They do, however, follow a dude in a terrible Satan costume, like just straight red pajamas. That was hilarious. Into his house, believing him to actually be the devil devil from the Bible. That was hilarious. And they call him Master, which the guy's wife is um, not not impressed by. Definitely not. So, Joanna, uh, you've invited some strange men into your house and they find your partner and they start calling her mistress in front of you. (laughs) <laughs> how quickly are they uh, is the food taken from in front of them because they were in your house i assume you fed them i mean i think it depends on the people paul we it does live, depend on the people. we live in modern times it's not the 90s anymore okay but assuming 1993 <laughs> and assuming that you are the jealous type and assuming that we're our current oh, there's so many assumptions we have to make if we're gonna caveat stuff god we are nerds <laughs> That's just the episode this of the, is the ep- episode. This is the episode guys. now. This God, is, we're nerds. Oh God, Paul realizes. Help! <laughs> I never knew. It's oh. not even coming out. I'm realizing this about myself. Suddenly, those t- those like days long gaming binges make sense. <laughs> Half the books I've read are sci fi. Oh God, <laughs> I'm into fantasy. <laughs> I have opinions about Lord of the Rings. Strong ones. Strong ones. (laughs) The Scooby gang find a policeman and uh, report that they broke into a museum. Uh, Correction, nerds, fellow nerds. Uh, Actually. They are the anti-Scooby gang because Scooby gang debunks Hokum and Hocus Pocus stuff. They are there to prove it. They are the bizarro Scooby gang. They are the bizarro Scooby gang. Oh, God, they even have a cat instead of a dog. (laughs) And their leader is a blonde white lady and not a blonde white man. I'm assuming Allison is the leader because Max is not leading. No, he's definitely not leading. (laughs) Yes. They find a policeman and report to him that they broke into a museum, stole a historical artifact, set fire to another one, and set off the sprinkler system, causing extensive water damage to the building and contents. (coughs) Sorry, give me a second. 
It's okay. It's shocking news, I know. Oh, God. We're all upset about the museum. No, it's not the museum. Um, oh, sorry. I'm just, I was just going to talk out of the sort of. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the counter Scooby thing. Counter Scooby. <laughs> oh, my God. Yana, I might just leave this in. No. Yes. Don't you dare. Yes. <laughs> I can. I can. It can't, it can't get out of my head. Oh my it's God. very good. <sighs> okay. So yeah, yeah they, they've just, um, they absolutely have just told a police officer what they did, which is uh, go into a museum and wreck a bunch of historical artifacts, light one of them on fire, and, uh, and set off a sprinkler system. Well, they're a bunch of white kids. What was he going to do? Yeah. Fire department shows up uh, earlier also, and uh, the witches hide from them going... They're clearly witch hunters. You see they're carrying axes to chop wood for the fire that they're going to put us on. <laughs> I was. I would probably also have hang-ups if I were being, like, ruthlessly hunted. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Uh, fortunately, this cop is not a real cop. He's just dressed up as one. You know, impersonating an officer with the badge and everything. Pro tip, if you're going to dress up as, like, a policeman for Halloween or something, don't wear a badge. That's I, the line. In that in that in that situation with zero with zero adults walking around, maybe he was doing, I don't know, his civic duty. If civic duty is whatever he's doing to that lady who comes <laughs> oh, out to say hi to him is euphemism for is. Never mind. That's a sentence I just said. <laughs> Never mind. I can English good. <laughs> uh, also there's a zombie helping them now. Oh, yeah, the zombie. And he's crazy strong because, like, he's lifting this whole man coal cover. Do you think they had, like, a, a, checkli- a checklist for ha- for Halloween stuff? Which uh, is- if they did, it was incomplete because I didn't see a single Frankenstein. Oh, shoot. Because they did the whole witches check. Yeah, no mummies either. Check. No, no mummies. mummies. Mm. Yeah, no mummies. One vampire, but not a real one. Also, Madonna was there. Madonna was there. I was going to say Madonna was there. Is Madonna a vampire? Does she count? No. Madonna is Madonna, and it was the 90s. That's true. I'll I'll just take one off on money then. Yeah. Uh, Realizing they're in trouble, uh, the gang goes to town hall to to find their parents. There's a big party at town hall where all the grown-ups are. And again, supportive dad when told, no, dad, there's really a problem. I'm in trouble. Serious dad face. What's going on? Where's your sister? Let's let's figure this out. Good dad. Yeah, we like good dads in media. He was a good dad for like five minutes. The movie didn't let him do anything else. No, he has very little to do in the movie except be concerned about his son and be generally supportive. Yeah, I don't need much. Doesn't take that much to be a good dad. I mean. They did let the children without supervision for the entire night and the next morning. It's Halloween in a small town. It's pretty safe. Yeah. Okay. The film the proved wor- otherwise. The worst that's going to happen to you. Out- oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Ha- is he supposed to plan for actual supernatural <laughs> nonsense? <laughs> You're film, right. How foolish of me. Film dad is. Film dad does not know witches are real. And when there, it is reported to both of him and the mom that witches are in fact real and they are in trouble and they're being hunted by witches, are going, 
something's happening here. I'm going to believe my kids, but I have my doubts. <laughs> Let's figure it out. But they don't get to do that because uh, Max just storms the stage, which you're not supposed to do. Definitely not. Their security team needs some work. Somebody should have tackled him before he got up there. Maybe the police guy was the security team. Yeah, he was busy doing whatever her name was. Uh, Yeah, so he crashes the stage and tries to warn the town that they are being invaded by evil! On Halloween. Evil! At a party. By actual, in real life, witches. And they need to stop the party and address the threat together as a community. The band, however, uh, sees the Sanderson sisters, or who they think are three women who they've never met before, dressed up as the Sanderson sisters, and says, Oh, hey, you're the Sanderson sisters, right? Meaning, obviously, hey, you're dressed up as them. Not intending to mean you are, in fact, the 300-year-old witch ladies, the Sanderson sisters, what, like, cooked and ate people. Probably. Yeah. I like that little... Like, I'm not going to give the movie that much credit, but this was a clever little line. Yeah. I thought it was very good. I like lines where people mean different things and understand different well, things. Well, it, it was a recurring joke. It was very good. Yeah. I'm saying I like it. Yeah. Uh, the, the three sisters uh, perform the song, I'll Put a Spell on You, which they've heard for some reason. <laughs> it was exactly. In a was, style of music that wouldn't exist until the mid-20th century. It, it was a very fun scene, but it required huge amounts of suspension of disbelief that I just did not have on me at the time. And they curse the whole party to dance until they die, which I would say I would homebrew into my D&D game, except that it's already in there. It's called Otto's Irresistible Dance. It's amazing. Also, God, I'm a fucking nerd. (laughs) When was someone going to tell me? (laughs) When Danny explains the situation to her mom, the answer is, how much candy have you had? And the answer she gets back is, I haven't OD'd, I haven't even had one piece. Is candy alcohol? I felt I like it was, it was code for weed. You can't OD on... Oh, how... because you said OD'd, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't no, Because think... at first, how much candy have you had could have been... But yeah. It, it's one of these phrases that hasn't aged well, like, say, what's in this drink? Not meaning I reasonably suspect that you've roofied me, but... I've just seen something that cannot be explained by the fact that I've had one beer. Is What is in here? Is this alcohol? <laughs> what in the world is going on? So it, it's one of those. Yeah. But the girl is eight. So instead of saying, you haven't been drinking, have you? I, I, think, the, I think the movie didn't originally make her an eight-year-old. That's... Is she just supposed to be a grown woman? Was this movie shot before children were considered children and not just small adults? I I remember children being children in the 90s. I don't know, man. Me too. I agree. But you know what I mean? Like, they're treating her as, like, very adult for an eight-year-old. Yeah. The characters treat her as adult. The writers seem to associate adult-like agency to this child. It's bad. It's bad. Why doesn't she have a pocket full of frogs and an obsession with, like, welding or something? Yeah. Kids love welders. They do. 
it's magical. You just put two pieces of metal together like forever. <laughs> the uh, the anti Scoob gang uh, decides to go break into the school because anyway they manage to trap the witches in the school's walk in kiln. I was gonna say, kids look around and think, "Wait a second! Wait a second! We can just murder three women." The school has an incinerator. <laughs> I'm glad that on second watching, I was like, because I, I first watching, I te- I sent you all caps messages saying, yeah. "Why does the school have an incineration chamber?" <laughs> Turns out it is a kiln, and on second viewing, there's some pottery in there, and also a stereo. Oh, okay, fair enough. And there's like it's clearly a place where they make pottery and fire uh kiln Why stuff. Why would it be that big that it can fit three adults? I, a lot of students. American high schools are like thousands of people, some of them. Yeah, but having a kiln that's big enough to fit three full grown adults? It's a popular class, probably. <laughs> they did a lot of pottery in Salem. Oh my god, Salem is known for its pottery. Probably. <laughs> Don't at me, Salem. I know nothing about you except you're where the witches happened and you're super into Halloween. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a walk-in kiln and this uh, horrific health and safety hazard saves the day as the witches are incinerating in temperatures hot enough to fire pottery. Remember when hanging them caused them to die 300 years ago? Like yeah. actually die? Yeah. For 300 years until like a contrived magical thing brought them back? Yeah. 1200 degrees Celsius heat Probably gonna do it too. Yana, there's uh, there's another thirty minutes to go in this movie. <laughs> I know. Are they dead yet? I, I sort of. For, I I haven't seen this film in the in a while, and I sort of went. Do we have thirty minutes of uh, of of conclusion? No, no, no. You're misunderstanding. We have five minutes of conclusion, but before that, we have twenty five minutes of mild peril. Yeah. They go back to Max's house, uh, confident that they've just murdered three women, <laughs> and uh, he and Allison sleep They're together. Very casual about it. Yeah, or all, yeah, like yeah. And Allison, this, this who happened. this who like this morning, told this guy to get lost, with like handing him back his number. I told you the whole point of the film was that the kid, the the teenager, wanted to get to first base. That was the whole point of the film. If it had started in the school. We would have seen him given, give her his number, get it back, and the entirety of the film would be this thing. Yeah, Max's quest for juicy lips. Yeah, it's very sad. <laughs> as, far as, as far as film plots go, yeah. They wake up at uh, 5 a.m. and their parents still aren't home yet because they are still dancing. Until they die. <laughs> also, Danny has a cat now. I love that the children did not worry about their parents. So, like, hey, That's mom, all. you here? That's uh, fine. Oh, you're still dancing to death? Okay. See you tomorrow. I guess they were just like, oh, they're not home from the party yet. Cool. We'll just sleep together in my room. They forgot, They'll be fine. They forgot the whole dance to death routine. Yeah, they forgot about that. Or they reasoned that it's probably fine because they killed the witches now. But yeah, it turns out witches can't be burned to death. Also, I want whatever stereo system they are using because that thing just survived several hours at 1,200 degrees centigrade. <laughs> I didn't know Sony made a volcano-proof stereo, but turns out uh, the sisters find the bullies 
who called them ugly, and uh, that was the wrong answer. I see they found the bullies because the shoes from earlier, you remember yeah, the yeah, shoes? Yeah. Oh, hi, Chekhov. Nice gun you got there. <laughs> uh, well, the shoes have uh, Max's scent on them. And this lady, like, who... Did she bark occasionally? Was that my imagination? Oh, I Does she actually bark like a dog? I think she did, but A couple also, of times, but and also, then sniff like a bloodhound. Is she just a dog? Why couldn't she smell Max at the house at the beginning, but she can smell him now? Because she can't get through the rad radar. Did she pick up the scent? He is a 90s radical teen. Oh, God. 90s teens also emit no scent evidently using, using smelling sense to detect teenagers trainers yikes oh god i hadn't even put that together thanks that's in my head now <laughs> uh the bullies attempt to bully the witches this does not go well for them shockingly but you see, without the spell book, which the radical 90s teens have taken from the witches, they have to work from memory. And what better memory aid than your sisters chanting, remember, 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 remember at you <laughs> over and over. I mean, I don't know about you. I like it when people do that in fr- when I'm trying to remember something. Yeah. So the next time you're trying to remember something, I will appear behind you. And I will say, remember, 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 remember. <laughs> Also, I helped myself to food from the fridge. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. Predictably, uh, they do not remember. Allison and Max wake up at like 5 a.m. They didn't sleep much. They got home like sometime after dark. Did they sleep like four hours? Not even. Maybe not even. Uh, but they're like, uh, but they're certainly chipper this morning and uh, their hair and makeup are still perfect. After a night of, like, appropriate for U.S. American sensibilities chased courtship scenes. <laughs> no hanky-panky got happening. No. No. No handsiness, nothing. They were just, uh, they just, like, slept in the same bed. No other things happened, clearly. Because, you know, American production. Oh, God. I, the, the thing is, I don't want to know. I don't want to know what teenagers do. Ioana, we both know what teenagers do. Yeah, but I, it's a movie that I, I'm like, uh, it's their business. Don't, 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 don't show I, it to I'm me. I'm not suggesting we need I'm, a full-on pornographic I'm, scene of them doing not things. Not just that, but also, I'm an adult. I I just have, I don't want to know. It's That's like, also fair. It's also, ugh, it's a bit just icky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. Also, uh, the book appears to have some sort of tracking beacon. Because Allison, of course, reasons that the witches are dead. So uh, what's in the harm of... Uh... I like this more than GPS. Yeah. Can they make this? I mean, it seems like a good idea until more than one person uses <laughs> the Elden Ring beacon system. <laughs> because in Elden Ring, the whole point is that I can set a beacon that only I can see. And I can chase the beacon. If I would see everyone else's beacon in I'm, London... I am saying a personal beacon is a good system and they should work on that. This has been a very big tangent. We should get back to We should film. get back to the movie. <laughs> but yes, beacons are great. At least the witches think so because they were convinced they were about to die with no hope of finding their book in time. But now the book just tells them where it's at. And they find some brooms in the closet nearby... Well, two of them find brooms. One of them finds room, one a mop, and one uh, like just a hoover. It was, I love that scene. 
I would have liked, you know, those uh, big square mops that you use to to mop up like, yeah. like a broom that do like a gymnasium. <laughs> yeah. I would love it if they just like stand on one of those. That would have been fun. Amazing. It was still funny with the cord and all that. Uh, Allison learns from the book that a circle of salt can negate the witch's power. Oh, hi, Chekhov. Nice, nice to see <laughs> you again. Uh, nothing good can come of this book, says Thackeray, before something good comes from the book. <laughs> they literally learn how to defeat the witches they from do. the book. They do. Don't he, like I said, the Thackeray was made to 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 plant apple trees and make cider. He's been around for 300 years. He spent most of that time learning how to speak, probably. Yeah, probably. Because until the 90s, he didn't see a point. It is a wonder that he sort of assigned the task of being the guard of the witch's hut, and he never learned enough about it. Maybe he couldn't read. That would be period appropriate. But 300 years, I think maybe you'd learn. He was a cat. So you can't, like, sit there... While a kid is doing phonics and be like, uh, to. okay, got it. And then the kid looks over and goes like, that cat talk? And he just goes, uh, I mean, uh, meow. <laughs> that would have been a fun film to watch. I would prefer that film. To they should point. make a spinoff. Thackeray's Adventures? Yes. The Adventures of Thackeray and his quest for cider. <laughs> uh, the witches show up, incapacitate Max, kidnap Danny, uh, but Allison is protected by her salt powers. Uh, they call her a white witch. Oh, God. And she looks momentarily like, ooh, white witch, I quite like that. All right, yeah, powerful me, let it go me, girl power. Which is as much as you're allowed to have in a 1993 90s, movie. 90s girl boss. Yeah, girl boss, uh, yeah, girl boss. What is the words now? Uh, what was it back in the day? It was girl power? Was it? No, salt power, probably. Salt power. That means a different thing now. <laughs> See, salt protects against zombies, witches, and old boyfriends. Why did nobody make them carry around uh, like a like a tape player playing salt and pepper and seeing if it will work? Or just like someone getting real mad about something on the internet? Oh, because that was just a real salty that, fella. That wasn't a thing yet in '93, but I think salt and pepper. Salt, delicious salt. Salt and pepper where? <laughs> Ooh, do you think the nickname for ice came from them? It might be, I don't know. 1993, was Vanilla Ice around yet? Because that would make him extra ridiculous. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Oh, well. Sorry for the 90s references. Ice, ice, baby. Okay, that's the shopping list. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so uh, new boyfriends... Not not covered by the stipulation, and they almost kissed, but don't quite kiss because, oh no, you can't have a kiss in a Disney kids movie, because all the kids will go, ew, which... Yes, that was the problem. All the other inappropriate stuff up until now were fine, but... Oh no, that's where we draw the line. <laughs> that's where we draw the line. We can just... treat an eight-year-old as if she's a grown woman in terms of her sexual agency, and we can but... make and we can make innuendos about the sexual lives of teenagers. But but, but two sixteen-year-olds consensually kissing? Nah, we can't have that. No, no, that's a problem. 
the Scooby gang, the anti-Scooby gang, drives over to the house slash museum thing place, you know what I'm talking about, where it all started, and I find the bullies locked in tiny cages. Max takes this opportunity to take his shoes back and leaves them both to starve there. <laughs> it's an abandoned museum. No one's shown up. True. Who, who's coming? Maybe somebody in a week to check the water damage? Mm, maybe people, uh, maybe Max again to vandalize something else? Maybe Max again just to poke the bullies. <laughs> they did leave them in those cages, didn't they? <laughs> they leave. They just left them there. Uh, and as they get out of there, uh, having spilled the cauldron and uh, run away from the witches and made taken the book, made a huge mess anyway. Made a huge mess and tried to, as much as they can to wreck the witches' plans. Uh, Allison is like madly gesturing at the car. I can like almost, let's go. Let's come on. It's I can we- almost see the ne- the the field trip the next week from the high school with the teacher going This is what happens when out of control teenagers are around Saranamok in my town and cause pop damage of private property or public property. And nobody respects that in my town. Back in my day we had respect. There you go. <laughs> Back in my day, we had respect for people's property. <laughs> Did you? Okay. Uh, the witches are able to recover a single dose of their potion, and a whole gaggle of children arrive because uh, that's a thing they can do, I guess. Did they have a magic flute? I, they, I, they must have off-screen somehow. I, it's a magic prop. Who knows? They can do this, I guess. Which makes it all the more confusing why they take their sole dose of the very thing that will keep them alive long enough to make more potion, and instead of feeding it to one of the hundreds of children that are congregated around their house, they decide, no, we need that one specific girl, because fuck that one girl in particular. (laughs) I think that sort of villainy matches their cartoonish characters, and even though it doesn't make sense, within the context of the film and the characters, I'll take it. I prefer revenge to survival. Yeah, they're just that vindictive. The world building is a little all over the place. Yeah. Let's be clear. Uh, Also, they seem... The witches uh, understand what pulling someone over in a car is. (laughs) They found out what a car is six hours ago. And now they're pulling guys over going, do you have a driver's permit? They learned about driver's permits. How do we know that they didn't have cart police back in the day pulling people over on their mules and their goats? Do you have a license for that horse? (laughs) Are Are you riding under the influence? The thing is, if you're drunk on a horse, the horse will just get home. It will, yeah, it will. Maybe without you. But the horse, the horse will get home. Oh, yeah, for sure. You just have to hope that you're still in the saddle by that yeah, time. Yeah, But the horse is just going to walk you home slowly and maybe, ch- like, chew on some plants on the way. Oh, that's a very nice environmental message. Not good for the horses, but take a horse, leave the car home. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's real accessible advice, I think. <laughs> After some uh, mild peril, the gang gets to the graveyard again uh, because... I guess they're like, oh, they can't land at least. (laughs) They can't land. No. And they finally cut open this poor zombie's sewn up mouth. uh, And the first thing he says is just a string of curses at the lady what sewed his mouth shut. Makes sense. That adds up. That's that's That checks out. For sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's the first thing in this movie where I've been like, no, yeah, yeah, for real, though. <laughs> uh, their plan, the, the, the gang's plan, is to sit inside a salt circle or put Danny inside of one. Uh, not, not sure why it's important that she's in an actual grave while they put the circle around, but, you know. Uh, sure hope no one does anything impulsive. <laughs> why would they? Bunch of teenagers and a child. Well, for example, Danny here uh, sees one of them lose his head. And decides to put it back on. Yep. Getting out of her dedicated safe zone to yep. help the zombie put his head back. Yep. She's a kind soul. We yeah. get that. Cute kids. Yeah. Not, not very smart. No. No self-preservation instincts to speak of. Uh, but here's the plan, okay? So now that Danny is in the clutches of the witches, uh, they've dropped the potion, however, and Max has the potion. His options include pour out the potion... Or, as he actually does, drink the potion himself. <laughs> Smart's running the family. Split up and look for clues, they said. <laughs> and uh, fortunately, it's close enough to sunrise that sunrise appears and the witches explode into glitter, but not before each of them no, has a little line. They turn into, one of them turns into stone first and then it That's bursts right, into yeah. glitter. And the I'm other like, two don't get to turn into stone. And I'm like, why, why did she turn into stone first? Did because they, they could only afford one statue. <laughs> did, the, did the magic change its mind about the, the, the result? I think the magic got tired after the first statue, looked at the budget for the other two, and went, ah, oh, it's probably not important. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah listen, the unionized art department, you gotta you gotta pay the money where uh, where you get the value. Exactly. You, they decided you, one statue. You can afford one statue, one statue is what you're gonna get. Yeah, the magic decided it doesn't have enough money for the art department. <laughs> That's the main way that magic works. They could and have cut the statue out of the film. They didn't need that statue to be there at all. But I think they, uh, I think they were knowing like, art well, departments, we they paid, were like, well, we made the we thing. We made the thing. We, you paid for it. It does so look good. Just, just put it in there. Yeah. We paid for this whole sequence where Bette Midler turns <laughs> into a almost, stone statue. I can almost see the conversation happening in real time. <laughs> That's hard to do in 1993, <laughs> which is the year we're in in this circumstance. Uh, that was hilarious. I'm going to start referencing the year I'm in whenever I explain stuff. Like, that's hard to do in 2022. Mm -hmm. And people will be like, why do you keep saying the year? I know what year it is. <laughs> but yeah, they turn into glitter. I always wondered how glitter was made. Turns out, you grind up witches. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's uh, why there's not many witches around anymore. They went extinct Aww. because of, uh, because because... of overhunting by the glitter industry. <laughs> Then they all walk off into the sunset, except Thackeray, who's dead now. But also he walks off into the sunset. Or, well, his ghost walks into the sunset. Also, yeah, ghosts are real now, too. Turns out. Why didn't the sister ghost stick around before? Why did she only appear now? I was busy. <laughs> Doing ghost stuff. Yeah, ghost stuff, you know. Conducting her ghost businesses. You know, uh, Private. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I don't need to, I'm not answerable to you. It's fine. Maybe she was holding a grudge for the brother who arrived late. 300 years. Yeah. Uh, Billy the zombie, that's his name, by the way, Billy, uh, gets back in his grave for a well-deserved nap. And the adults of the town stumble out of the Halloween party at like 6 a.m. And the dad's just going, 
I thought L.A. was a party town. This is great. Who was that line for? Us. Us small town people. Us small town people. Who want to feel like... Small town London. We're living the life. Yeah, you know, (laughs) we're not from a big place. Uh, Yeah, and uh, also the bullies are still in cages as the credits roll. I I enjoyed that. They're just going to starve there. (laughs) They're singing Row, Row, Row Your Boat because they don't know any actual other songs (laughs) that involve, you know... And there, there wasn't any music around, so... No, not a lot of music in 1993. <laughs> Famously, no music in the 90s. No, I mentioned the cabin. Yeah, you have to make your own music. <laughs> like some kind of barbarian. With your voice, imagine. <laughs> That's the movie. It's not exactly a scene-by-scene. Scene. We cut out some stuff, including the bus, which I occurs to me we said we would cover oh that cursed scene no we can we can we can skip by it i'm i'm happy to to pretend it didn't happen although i will say for the sake of a listener who might not have seen this film um there is a lot of weird sexualization in places you didn't expect and it will haunt you a bit there's worse out there there's worse out there but but it's it's pretty bad (laughs) What gets me is it's a Disney movie. So in the context of the framing where they're like, ah, you know, kids stuff. That's ah, our right. gentle little story for the, for the children's. And then there's like brutal sexualization in a couple of areas I where wonder, you're like, I don't know if this is for the children. I, I wonder what stage in the production those get peppered in because apparently this whole, this whole story was literally a fairy tale that the writer was telling his kids on Halloween. He made up the story of the three witches and the whole thing. And he was telling it to his kids as a bedtime story. And then at some point wrote a script, I'm assuming. And given that he was a parent telling this story to to his children, I am guessing that the sexualization didn't come at that point. So at some point, some Hollywood person went, no, 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 no. Listen. No, no, no. We need a bus driver making a clumsy pass at the three, uh, what he thinks are so drunk they actually believe they're witches, ladies. Yeah. And then he lets one of them drive the bus sitting on his lap. Oh, the trauma. They did have a hard time. Apparently, they, like I said, it was a flop when it originally came out. And they did have a hard time selling the idea to Hollywood, sort of persuading people in LA to make the film. I wonder why. <laughs> so I think when they find when they eventually found the producers, the producer must have gone, well, you need to make it more fun. Okay, but sex sells, and I'm an 80s guy, and it's technically not that long after the 80s, and I'm the 80s like producer man, and you're going to do... Why is he talking like a 20s man? I don't know. Yeah. I think all the Hollywood people talk like this <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, so that was... Get your papers here. So that wasn't fun. But if anybody wants to revisit the film, now that the new one came out, which I haven't seen yet. There's a new one? Yeah. Yeah, They it, it was released, uh, I think, beginning of the month on Disney+. Plus. Can we say positive things about the movie? Because we've just Why? been very snarky about it. Bette Midler was a oh my joy God. to watch. Such a champ. Amazing. So fun. So much fun. They all... I, all the three witches were well were winning the film. The smell 100%. lady, I still think, is weird. I loved her. I'm but sorry. Her performance was great. Yeah. I think the choice of being like, nah, her power is she can smell good is like weird. Yeah. I think they all three they they picked a sort of 
villain archetype and went with it. They went the bloodhound uh, sort of enforcer one. Yeah. They went the mastermind. Yeah. And they went the the Looney the Tune. The one who the Looney Tune. Yeah. The Animaniac yeah. who just does stuff. And I wish I was there when they were sort of workshopping ideas and rehearsing and sort of getting in sync because they were great. I liked how Bette Midler got those teeth installed. <laughs> I loved it. It For a while, it sort of bugged me that it affected her voice so weirdly. Yeah. In addition to but, her putting on a voice but, that's not like uh, her yeah, own. But then it worked. And then like 20 minutes in, I stopped caring because it, it, like if you have to equip yourself like that to chew that much scenery, then go for it. <laughs> was really yeah they were i'm just imagining her literally like a beaver (laughs) on set and the poor art department some guy's job is to like take the broom and get bet off the (laughs) all right stop it now speaking of the art department great job guys my god yeah my god set dressing was beautiful yeah i think they must have filmed this in if not salem then in new england somewhere. somewhere yeah somewhere they must have everything looked great believable yeah, and... Costuming was appropriately 93, which it now occurs to me was just what clothes looked like <laughs> back then, so I don't know if they get that from me right now. It was so on point. But it was very on point, right? The, and the costumes of the witches were great. You Extraordinarily will, good. You will definitely see somebody, if you go to like a proper Halloween party, there will be somebody dressed up as one of them, for sure. Hollywood protagonists and villains always seem to have these amazing bespoke tailors. They, I, it did make me think a lot about Once Upon a Time um, because it did have the Evil Queen who also had such on-point costumes. It was crazy. Uh, you may be shocked to hear this, but I have not seen Once Upon a Time. <laughs> yeah. It's not that pop culture It's just that I, you know, it's also another sort of fantasy, fantasy Hollywood thing that inspired lots of Halloween costumes, basically. Got it. And had the real... Ref- lots of references to apple cider now that i think about it yeah it's sort of a staple of uh, autumn time and it was set in maine <laughs> sorry yeah no if you're in maine it's then, going down <laughs> yeah if you're in like east coast uh because i don't live that far away from maine by mm-hmm. north american standards right yeah so east coast stuff yeah it's apple season hmm. so it's autumn there's apples there's candy there's candy apples there you go you just put the two together toffee apples if you're british mm. same thing yeah but uh, what else was good? I like the music. Music I, was very good. I the soundtrack have, in total was pretty good. I could have gone for a few more 90s tunes. I've gotten really into listening to 90s music these days. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. That's why I got into the Salt and Pepper reference straight away. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, would have liked a bit of that, but oh, well. I think maybe they didn't have the money to license it. Yeah, probably. It feels very, like, pleasingly low budget in a lot yeah. of ways. And in a lot of places, like, they seem to have understood where you spend the money if you're going to go low budget. Yeah, I think, I'm not sure if it was low budget or not. It's, I, I don't know what the actual budget was. I would, it not, felt, I, would, I would not say that it looked low budget because it didn't. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it felt low budget. Oh, it felt low budget. It felt very B-movie in a lot of ways. It, no. I don't know about, I don't know, what's a B-movie? Is it a uh, bad movie? No, B-movies are genuinely movies that don't have almost any budget. Got it. I, I would not. This had the theoratical release. It, I Maybe mean, I just mean it felt camp. 
It did and I've sort of associated it, camp with too it, low budget. Yeah, it was camp, and it was aware that it was camp. Sure. It wasn't like a film we're not going to reference um, that wasn't camp, but ended up being camp. I have no idea what you're talking about, Ioana. We talked about this when it was still your, uh, when it was still your enemy, Nemesis. Nemesis. No, see, a nemesis isn't necessarily an enemy. A nemesis is a, like a person who chases you endlessly. Yeah. And I would maintain that you can be a good nemesis. Oh, God, I am a nerd. All right. <laughs> let's rename Well, this- actually. Let's rename this episode to 10 plus 1 ways Paul realizes he's a nerd. <laughs> Got so many realizations about my past. Oh. I was referencing Lady Hawk. Oh Which God! Yeah, wasn't, wasn't camp, but ended up being camp. This this is not that. They, they they know that they know what they are. Oh yeah, that was camp by accident. Yeah, this was camp on purpose. Yeah, yeah, two very normally, different camps. Because normally I don't like camp as a style, but here I didn't mind it. Yeah, and it, and it's it was it was originally screened in July. Ended up being, was a flop, ended up being a Halloween. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. They screened a Halloween movie in July and it was a flop. It wasn't even a Halloween movie. It wasn't marketed as that. God knows why. Um, It's set in Halloween. It's about (laughs) witches and a Halloween party. Like I said. One of the main plot points (laughs) is that they go trick-or-treating and get into hijinks at at an abandoned witch museum. somebody marketing wasn't doing that. Let's put it out in July! (laughs) Genius idea, Fred, at marketing. <laughs> um, anyway, beyond that, so it flopped, and then it somehow it became a Halloween classic. Uh, now it's a cult classic. What are some films you watch on Halloween? Oh, uh, Nightmare one? Before Christmas, for sure. Nice. Which I maintain is both a Halloween movie and a Christmas movie, it sidestepping that argument. It fulfills the criteria for both. I agree. And I feel good watching both of them. People in both do seasons. have opinions on when they prefer to watch it, but it does fulfill the criteria. To Just be like my other favorite Halloween or. movie, Die Hard. <laughs> what? I'm I'm joking. Oh, okay. Because people say it's a Christmas movie. They do say that. That's the I, joke. It was never. I was never one of those people, but yeah. Okay. Other Halloween movie. I I don't think I have like a. I'm not a big horror guy. So I, this is part of the reason why we're doing spooky season yeah. with horror movies, because yeah. I'm I'm trying to open myself up to it. And I think this is about my speed for Halloween. I would agree. I'm not really, I have friends who go into sort of horror movie marathons for Halloween, but I'm mostly into the campy stuff. I like sort of gentle ghost stories, like campfire stories, maybe as a horror thing. Yeah. like haunted I don't want to watch a slasher flick. Yeah, exactly. I will watch Haunted Mansion on Halloween. Halloween feels like a season for, like, campy horror. So when I say I'm not in the camp, I think I like this kind of speed because to me it's like let's get dressed up as our favorite Power Ranger and go get candy from strangers. Yeah. Right? Like, that's Halloween. And then the grown-ups have a party later and they drink and dress up in, like, just slut wear for teens. Speaking of weird, uh, witchy... 90s movies there's a film called practical magic um i've heard of that it's i'm not gonna say it's good (laughs) oh great is that our next episode is that Um, the teaser if we're gonna do a spooky season we need to do practical magic okay so that that i think might be our next episode yeah 
let's do practical magic. Yeah, because it's um, it's witchy and it's not it's it's witchy and spooky and weird in nineties. I used to watch two shows growing up for Halloween. It was Goosebumps the show. Nice. And those were like big time books as well. Back when I was like the Scholastic I am aware. catalog. I was alive in the nineties. Was around. God, I'm just remember. No, I'm not saying you weren't. Oh, okay, Sorry. I'm saying I Fair. did. Did you have the trading cards? I never had the trading cards. I love the trading. I saw cards. them advertised on like the American channels, but I don't think they were available in Quebec. Oh. So we had that, and we had, a, I think, a Canadian show called Are You Afraid of the Dark? That wasn't a Canadian show. Was it I not? watched that in Greece. Hey, killer. Yeah. That was a good show. Did you watch... Um, that wasn't... That For the was... consideration of the Midnight Society. Did you watch... put, Twi- like, powder on the fire. Did you watch Twilight Zone? Uh, I was never old enough for Twilight Zone when I was a kid, and I... then now I haven't brought into it. I was watching it when I wasn't supposed to. I loved it so much. Anyway, uh, are, do we have other notes about the about the film we just watched? Um, we've I, gone through some positives. We like the performance. It was technically very well accomplished. Yeah, I will also say I was hit like by a wave of nostalgia when the movie started, because you had like the old classic Disney logo, and then you get the book opening. Oh yeah, and I was like, ah. And Tinkerbell definitely like, dots the eye. It was like. Like a Pavlovian almost response to childhood's experiences. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think I, I did like the intro with the witch because you get the sort of landscape and then it's a witch on a broom. Oh, yeah. I like that. And they got like the shadow from the thing. Yeah, yeah. I have to occasionally remind myself that pr- this is pre-drone. Yeah. This is not a drone shot. This is a helicopter shot. Yeah. They had to spend thousands of dollars on just get and get licenses and approvals for flying this low over a residential neighborhood. Yeah. And then like overlay a little shadow thing in in the film. Because this is pre-digital. Yeah. Or early early digital, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um but So yeah. some of the shots I'm still like, man, this was really well made. Yeah. And even even the scenes where they are sort of where they're floating on the broomsticks they were just so well made as shots. Good um, wire work. Yeah, wire work. The costumes were just magnificent. I will say not quite up to Hong Kong spec at the same time mm-hmm. because the real masters of this were the Hong Kong Kung Fu guys. But they yeah. were also doing yeah. stuff that is very not health and safety. Yeah. So yeah. not sure how much we want to glorify that. Yeah, yeah. But so, man, the results. Yeah. But here, yeah, it sort of looked uh, fine, but it was the sort of slow listing over of the like, I'm gradually getting to you on my broom. Ah. Yeah. As opposed to the quick action you would maybe expect. But I think, yeah, it, it is, I didn't realize it because I haven't seen it in a few years. It is quite dated at this point. Um, not just because of all the over Oh God, even the stuff, haircuts. Yeah, the... Uh, the slang is completely f- foreign. Um, oh, when they said, what did you say about the shoes? Tubular? Tubular. Oh, God. I think that was only ever a California thing. I think that it was like on TV Yeah. for me growing up East Coast Canada because I would hear tubular and I was like, that's a weird thing to say in response to anything. Yeah. So I will say it ironically. And then it's very white as well. Oh yeah, there's not a single black person anywhere in the movie. Not it's just endless white. It's not yeah. There there are no other people on this on this world. 
Um, and yeah, it, it's not things you would necessarily notice in the 90s unless, you know, you were aware, but it definitely stands out now very, very strongly. Um, we're not selling this movie very well. No, no. <laughs> well, we were not trying to sell it. To I liked with. it okay. Yeah. I, it was a fun, gentle little, yeah. slightly spooky, Halloween-y kind of theme movie. That maybe you shouldn't show to your children before they're like 12 or 13. Yeah, I think a PG-13 is probably where I'd put it. Yeah. Not because, well, no, I don't know about, it's a, it's a PG. It's the messaging that I have a problem with. Not yeah. that it's scary. Not the I'm, content. I'm just like, I I wouldn't show that to my child. It just. I wouldn't recommend it, but I also wouldn't be mad if they found it on TV or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't turn it off. No. I would, no. They, it wouldn't be traumatizing. I mean, I, I watched The Exorcist by mistake when I was like 10. It's not that. Ioana, thank you for joining me on the show. Thank you for having me. Well, next time we'll do Practical Magic, or not, we don't know yet, but that's our attention right now. <laughs> thank you for joining me, and thank you for listening. If you'd like to follow us online, you can do that on uh, Twitter, at one for paul Still haven't changed that name yet. Don't worry about it. This is just a pokey little podcast. You can find me if you want. We'll sort something out. I don't even know if it's worth plugging a Patreon yet, but we'll probably set one up at some point. But for now, uh, best thing you can do if you feel like helping out the show is just rate us wherever you're listening to the show. And maybe if there's a comment feature, leave one of those on whatever podcast app you're listening to us on. See you next time. Bye.